Good morning. I'm glad y'all are all here this morning. I know you're glad to be here. You're glad to be anywhere. Let's um, take some prayer requests. I want to. Um, I want you to remember uh, friends of ours. They live in Elk City, Oklahoma. The Newtons. He pastored at um, Bowie, the church we grew up in. He took it later, and um, he passed away suddenly. The pastor he was pastoring. So he has a a five year old little girl, and he has two uh, adopted two daughters that adopted who are who are adults now. His wife went in to have her gallbladder removed when she was forty seven. And they told her they couldn't remove her gallbladder because she was eight months, seven months pregnant. Yeah, so that was their, their five-year-old little girl. <laughs> no, but he did, I mean, that's, he, he just, out of nowhere, got sick and passed away. So he, um, the family needs prayer there. Anybody else have anything? Yes. Uh, my neighbor's son-in-law, he died Wow. He, uh, he had that COVID. Uh-huh. He contracted November, uh, November. <laughs> Putting pneumonia. I know. See, I speak her language. When she said November, I knew what she meant. <laughs> okay, well, did you remember? Remember them? Yes. Anybody else? Yes. Knee surgery? Yeah. He's on his last. I knew they called in hospice, right? Wow. She's she's Eddie Payne because a lot of people in here know Eddie Payne. Yeah, yeah, they know him. Well, we just pray that this will just God will do what He does. And that he will work this whole, there's a great situation there for God just to work and turn around for his good and bring some beauty out of ashes, if you know what I mean. That's what we're going to pray for this. Yes, Mike? Yes. She has been through it. Darlene Scarth. Yes, anybody else? Yes, Tommy? Let's pray for all these needs here. Yes. Uh-huh. It may be there. What's the name? Oh, what was it? Suds. Craig Suds, not the same neighbor? Oh, that's the one. Yeah, same. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Let's pray. Let's pray. Yes. Let's pray, please. Okay. Yes. Oh, we want to pray for all my family that lives safe and Rob's safe. And I want you to pray that my Uncle Russell won't rub crazy with, when I'm with him in the car. Well, we will. That, yes. Praise God. We'll pray that the Lord will help you with your feelings of anger. Yes, Randall. Okay, yeah. That's right. Cindy Cooper and Kelsey. Yes. Y'all driving? Yes. Okay, we'll pray for that road trip. Yes. Okay, now we've pa- we've surpassed my ability to memor- to memorize or to recall. That's what I'm trying to say. So the Lord knows that I'm going to ask you to help me, okay? So you be praying and filling in the gaps for me. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord God, that you know every need that was mentioned, Lord God, to raise up and strengthen, Lord God. Lord, we just ask that those who are battling COVID right now, we just rebuke this COVID in the name of Jesus, the fear associated with it. Lord, we just pray that you would move supernaturally, Lord God, that you would protect us, Lord God, and that you would preserve us, Lord God. I ask, Lord, that you would completely, Lord God, remove everything, Lord God, that would come against us. Let no weapon prosper against your body, Lord God. I pray that you would touch these families, Lord God. I ask, God, that every situation that was mentioned, Lord God, for healing, for restoration, for safety, Lord God, that you would move, that you would, that you would take upon, Lord God, the feelings of our infirmities, Lord God, and that you would help us with mercy and strength and guidance and healing and wholeness, Lord God, for we know that we are complete in you, Lord. I just ask that you would open our ears to hear, our eyes to see, Lord God. Let revelation, Lord God, come this morning. Lord, I pray that you would anoint me, Lord God, to speak your word. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Okay, I just want to let you know that every definition of distance between you and the Lord has been canceled. Now, what is that? I'm going to say it again. Every definition of distance between you and God has officially been canceled. And when Jesus said, it is finished, the veil of the temple was torn from top to bottom. The veil was the giant curtain that was woven together back in the days of the wilderness, right? 
And it, would, it was said that it's the, the woven strength of that curtain, the woven strength it would take, like 10 yoke of oxen, five pulling one direction and five pulling the other in order to pull it apart. That heavy tapestry. You couldn't just rip that. It was torn from top to bottom. It was a symbol of the separation from mankind from the presence of God. Behind the veil, behind the curtain, was the Ark of the Covenant. It was the holies of holies. There was no illumination there. It was, it was just, and the priest could only go in one time a year. Most priests would never even get the opportunity to go in. Isn't that amazing? It was so sacred, so private, so off limits. Don't you love the symbolism of God taking the initiative, torn? It could have just said torn. It was torn from top to bottom. Torn by God himself. And the author of Hebrews says, let, that says we can now come boldly before the throne of grace that we may obtain help in time of need. Every version of distance has been canceled. Now, let's, with that, let's turn to Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40. Probably a, a familiar scripture. Maybe you've just never heard it used in this light. Or maybe you have. Maybe you're like, Andrea, I'm glad you're finally catching up. <laughs> Probably that. Mm, if I, I don't know. It may not be 40. See, I get these little Isaiah scriptures turned around in my little brain. Then I have to use notes. Is it four? Yep, 40 and four. Right there, looking at me. Every, what? Valley. Now, wait, we're going to run this through what I just said. Every version of distance, every version of distance has been canceled. Got it? Now, with that in mind, every valley has been lifted up. What does a valley create? Distance. <laughs> Valleys are distance. <laughs> it's a distance. Every valley has been what? Lifted up. Exalt. Distance has been removed. Every mountain will be? Distance has been? All that's between me and there is that mountain. How about we remove that? Every mountain has been made low. The rough ground, what is that? Distance. The rough ground, the rough terrain has been made what? Distance has been removed. The rugged terrain 
has been. See, why? Why? Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hopest thou in God? He's the distance remover. Religion wants to put up distance after distance after distance after distance. Religion will read that scripture and tell you, you better do something with your pride because it's a mountain in your life. Get rid of it. You better do something with your low thinking because until you can get that stuff lifted up, there's distance between you and God. He won't have anything to do with you. You better do something with that this and that and that other in your life because until you get rid of that, God's just not going to have nothing to do with you. But what if? What if? God is the one who took the initiative. What if... We meant more to him than you ever thought. What if his love for the whole world was so magnificent that he would not tolerate any distance between you and him? What if sin was so egregious? Sin was homotia is the Greek for it. It means ha, meaning removed and that root word in there. Don't get me teaching Greek, y'all. Y'all know it's a bad place for me to be. I can't even hardly teach English. That, that the other word there, the root word for that, it means form. So ha, without. That's like suffix. It's the same way Greek has suffix, same way we do, you know. Undiluted means not diluted. You know, you get it. So ha means it removed. So sin means that you have been removed of your form. No, it doesn't mean being unrighteous. It means you forgot who you are. It means that you are made in his image. And it is somewhat righteous. It is. It means, but it's not, it's, it's, it's in the root of what it means. It means that you're just like a leaky vessel. No purpose. And you just float around not knowing who you are, why you are, where you are, what you are, when you are, or nothing. And so you just, and so you're saying, well, what about all that bad behavior? Yeah, that's sin. We've used that as the outgrowth of people not having a purpose or knowing what their life is about. They're attached to anything. You think people who choose to do meth do so because they think it's a health benefit to their body? Nobody's that stupid. They do it because they don't know why they're here. And the pain that they feel day after day because of their heritage, their history, and their habits convince them this is the only medicinal thing that they can get to have a moment of escape. Now, if you've ever done methamphetamines, tell me I'm lying right now. I've never done it, but I, I know those who have, and I've talked to them enough to know. They don't say, well, I thought it was healthy. Somebody told me it was a vitamin. Right, you see, no one says that. They say, yeah, I knew it would kill me, but I didn't know why I was here, and I wanted to escape the death that was going on inside of me anyway. How many years? How many years? And what did they give you? They 
And so you walked in this church a drug addict both by the doctor's prescription pad. And how long had you been in bed? And the pain was there every time the pill wore off. Man, wow. Wow. And you didn't know why you were here. Wow. And you didn't know why you were here. And then one, see what I'm saying? Praise God. Praise and then one day, right. an encounter of the God kind. Where God came to her and he said, Stacy, every version of distance has been canceled. It's just nobody had ever told maybe that she didn't realize. I mean, many of us, we've heard the gospel for years, but we don't know what that means. We thought that was getting our paperwork in order so that when we die, we might get to go to heaven. Is that, I mean, how many of you? I mean, that's... that's So you thought you were you thought you were doomed to live a Christian life, a vacuous existence, hoping, struggling. Wondering why you gave up the math. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. There you go. Because the better news, the good news is better than we ever even imagined. Every version of distance has been canceled. The addition of man separated from God did not get renewed for another season. If you're still living that, it's because no one has truly told you what John 10.10 means. I have come to give you life and that life more abundant. It's not something for heaven, dear God. We look at the Jews, the, the Orthodox Jews, and we say, oh, how sad it is that they're looking for Jesus to come, the Messiah to come. My, my, how sad. And are we any different? We're looking for a Messiah to come back. I'm going to let that set in just a second. I'm going to let that set in just a second. I'm not saying he's not coming back, y'all, but it's time. He's already given us keys to a kingdom now. He's already given us access to life now. He's already canceled distance now. I mean, that's, that's the reality of it. That's all I want you to know. Are you saying, Andrew, we can live in sin? Are you trying to, pull, are you trying not, trying to get away from what sin is? No. No, I want to give you a re... I want to give you the impetus. I want to give you the motor. I want to give you the fuel. I want to give you the inner person who doesn't sin. I, don't, I want to I have you so set free from a sinful nature that you go, sin, how stupid is that? I don't, you want to give me a list of rules? Well, that's ridiculous. I don't need your rules. I have the rule living inside of me. I don't need you to tell me what I can and can't do. Just watch me because he is driving the life that's in me. Are you saying, Andrew, you can't see him? No, I'm saying as soon as I see him, the Lord tells me. Yeah. Oh, he 
No distance. There's no distance. There's no distance. I will be in you. I will walk with you. I will teach you. I will lead you. I will guide you. What you don't know, I'll tell you. I'm the omniscient one. What you can't, where you can't go, I'll take you. I'm the omnipresent one. What you, I mean, what's the other one? I did that one. Okay, the omnipotent. What you can't do, I'll empower. I'm the omnipotent one. And I won't just be with you. Do you think you're going to hand me a, a rules of codes? You're going to teach me about your religion? I'm going to show you my relationship. Just hide and watch. I've had people before ask me, I've had people before ask me, how do you know that you can do that? How do you know that the Lord, what you, that's not wrong. You're not offending the Lord. I just talked to him a minute ago. He didn't bring it up. Now some of you think, oh, that's prideful and you need to be careful where you're at there. I'm talking about a present. I'm not saying that I get away with everything. Y'all have no idea. I'm being corrected all the time. He's like, mm, 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 mm. This is how, this is my, you know, this is, I mean, this is how, Lord, I want to hear your voice. He comes to me me like this. You know, it's the same way Mike guides me. This is true. He starts clearing his voice. That's all he did. Or if you ever see him and he comes up and puts his hand on me, you know what? I'll, he'll just put his hand on my back. And I'll go. <laughs> Don't try to guide me. <laughs> he'll come up and pat me, and I'll be like, "Stop it! Stop it!" Don't stop telling me what to do. I mean, just to tie. All he'll do, he'll just touch. He he'll just touch me, and I'll go. I'm like, why? Why are you guys bossing me? I do what I want, and then if I do what I want, he did. Now, like, why do you stop me? You saw me. <laughs> and, um, he figured out the Lord the same way. He said, I tried. I tried. I know. This is this. Why do we think that our relationship with the Lord is set up in some contract somewhere held behind some vault? It's still a living, breathing relationship of reciprocity. It's moment by moment. We live in the presence of the Lord. Do I think you should sin? No. Are y'all clear on that? Are y'all clear on that? Don't leave out here and go clubbing. You're an idiot. There it is. You see, y'all clear on it, right? I'm telling you about a life that doesn't want a club anymore because you found a better club. That your version of fun has changed. 
imagine with me, imagine, y'all all have imaginations, imagine with me that you are in a rugged terrain. It's rugged. See, you're inventing your rugged terrain right now. There are some trees, but it's, the incline is steep. It's steep enough for you to trek, but it's not. It's too steep to be easy. And it's rocky. And here you are, and it's just you, and the wind is blowing, howling. And you have with you a pup tent. You got it, right? The wind is doing its best to do what? Rip it out of your hands. But it's up to you to hold this thing together. And you're trekking, and you're trekking. And here you are, and you find a place that seems to be level enough ground for you to actually drive the stakes in. And as the wind is whipping against you, you're trying to get the stakes driven. And you're driving the stakes, and you've got it set up, and you crawl in. And all you hear is that tarp against the wind, the sound of pop, 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 pop and you're holding it together and you're looking and you're saying this, I'm just trying to make my way I've got to keep this tent intact I've got to keep this girl this is my only shelter this is my life what? and then you look out the door of your pup tent you see this gigantic house you, in, your, in your total focus on you and your situation in your tent you didn't, you didn't know you're up but you look up and you see this giant, like, this is this estate, a house just, just a few yards from you. And you thought, what is this about? And you walk up to the door. And you, as you knock on the door, you hear this giant door just open. Hello, <laughs> here with me, aren't you? And you look in. It's opulent. Hello? You step in on marble floors. The door closes behind you. And you walk this beautiful staircase winding up to another level just beckons you. You start climbing that staircase. You climb it, you climb it, and a room with a fire crackling in a fireplace catches your eye to your left. You walk in and you see this room with a beautiful fire and wonderful leather furniture just welcoming you in and books to the ceiling. It's the library. And you sit down for a second, you warm yourself by the fire, and you look around, and all of a sudden you realize, I'm not even aware of the wind anymore. Funny, in the safety of this house, I don't even notice the elements. And you stand up as though realizing you've forgotten something. And you walk to the window, and there's your pup tent. Down below on the ground, and you look at it, and you can see the wind without you being there to drive the stakes moment after moment after moment after moment, constantly attending to the stakes and keeping it safe. You see it. The wind is ripping it out of the ground, and the wind has its full way with your tent, and now you see it tumbling and cascading and leaving, and it's disappearing over the horizon. And you realize... I don't need that. And all of the struggle, all of the toil of you in that tent 
and trying to make it in safety. It now has become so inferior that you would never even consider trying to struggle with it ever again. Now that, that I just told you, was a vision, an open vision that God gave me several months ago. I've never had a vision. What do you mean by that? Just like I'm setting, I'm setting in my prayer time, and it, like a movie starts to play in my mind. One I'm not trying to come up with. You know what I mean? I'm not inventing this as it's going. It's just playing before me. And I'm watching it as though I'm watching a film. And the Lord said, that is what so many are doing who are struggling to maintain their walk through religious practices and trying to find some place of safety when they don't realize all of that is just inferior striving. And all they have to do is just enter into the superior. When he said, it is finished. Tetelestai. It means it was paid. Right? You did a study, Mike. Paid. What does that mean? Tetelestai. It was paid. He paid in full. Here's what it means. Blessed is the man. I'm quoting Romans 4 and 8 now. Blessed is the man who the Lord does not count his iniquities. That's the scripture. I just quoted scripture to you. What? What does that mean? God, when we come to his house, he hands us a receipt, not an invoice. Now, when you get to come in with that receipt, Why would you want to go around adding to invoices? What are you telling me about your invoice? What do I mean by an invoice? What's due? What do you got to do? Wait, are you telling me, Andrew, you don't have to do anything? No. I'm telling you the life that I'm living promotes a doing that is organic, that's natural, that's a doing that it's work that doesn't feel like work. You know what I'm talking about? I mean... I am married to the most wonderful man in the world. Amen, amen. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> it is no work to be married to him. That's awesome. I, see? <laughs> no. It's not because, it's because, the, you know what it is? It's because of the love is now the fuel for the engine and there's plenty of gas. You see what I'm saying? Love covers a multitude of sins. I got lots of love. (laughs) See, now I just, see, now all I did is I just insulted him on the back door. That's how we keep it balanced. Uh, 
you know, I don't want him to get the big head. <laughs> That's a family joke. His, his family was always, oh, don't brag on a kid, they'll get the big head. <laughs> So I always say that to him. So, now I'm going to read it again. Every valley. Yes. Now, it's, see, this is Old Covenant, right? Where are we at? Where are we at? This is prophetic. This is prophetic of our day. Yeah, Every version of distance has been canceled. Why are you still living at a distance? Why are you still living in your pup tent, dragging it around when the door is open for you? Do you see what I'm saying? Why are you living in inferior? Why are you choosing inferior when he's inviting you in to live fully welcomed and embraced because of what Christ has done? Why are you choosing to manage your, your inward brokenness with all kinds of, of worldly ways? still managing coping why are you still driving the stakes into the pup tent why are you still living in loss and lack why are you still see we have a weird version y'all you love it when I say that but when I start trying to take away your coping mechanisms you start to get a little bit back to telling me that sin again. I'm back to telling you, you don't need it. And the fact that you're still clinging to it tells me you don't see what I'm saying. So I have taught lessons like this, guys, and in the same lesson I've walked away and people have confronted me saying, you're antinomian, you don't teach law. In other words, you, you believe in a, in a greasy grace. And in the same room, the same room, another person will confront me and say, you're teaching, you're teaching works. I'm like, I wish you could get with so-and-so and y'all could find something. Because I don't know what y'all are here. See, my problem is always this. I not only have to teach my message, I also have to war against your perception. I do, and I, I love you, and I want you free. But I can come and teach this lesson, and people go, I don't know. Right. Others will go, I don't know, I don't know. But you're only talking about two different I don't knows. Does this make sense? So that's why I have told you so many times. I've told you, and I know, I know when I step on a toe, and it's not toes I'm stepping on. What I'm doing is I'm getting close to people's box of beliefs. I start rattling that box of belief. When I hit your box of beliefs, you will come at me. You will. Because in order for you to pack the, unpack that sucker, man, it means everything. Because what you don't know is you're not, you, God told me this years ago, you're not, you're not making God by what you believe. God is. He's not contained in your box of beliefs. 
The Lord told me that one day, I was, I mean, this was a few years ago, I still lived on Leatherwoods, probably 2016. I mean, I'm studying. I went down a road of theology. I've been all over Reformed theology. I can talk to you about all kinds of stuff, maybe not intellectually, but it's, I can talk it anyway. I'll convince you I know what I'm talking about. I, went, I was all over the place. And I was studying theology, and I was I was working on my ordination. So, you know, so y'all would think I was smart from spitting on myself. To, so, and the Lord just spoke to me. He said, Andrea, theology. Man doesn't study God, and he laughed. He laughed at me. Not in a cool way, but in a house sweet. Man study God. He said, as though man could reduce me to a slide and put me under a microscope and define me. And there was like this laugh, like how, I mean, this is ridiculous. Man study God. And he, this is what he went into. He said, does the grain of sand study the galaxy? Does, does the novel study the author? Does the, does the flea study the eagle? And he told me, neither does man study God. He said, I reveal myself. Sounds good to me. And so from there, I began to say, God, if you're that big, then anything that I might have in my box of beliefs covered with the heavy rock of tradition, you know it. Y'all all have it too. You all have it. You have a box of beliefs with a gigantic boulder of tradition sitting on top of it. <clears throat> you do. I said, Lord... I can't even get the rock off. It's too heavy. <laughs> he said, that's good because I can. And so, this has not been a day or two, y'all. This has been a few years now. The Lord got to that box. And, and there's been times. There's been times. I've been like, yeah, no, no. Is that what that means? Mike knows. I'll go to him and go, tell me if this is crazy. I think God said this to me. I, th I think this is what it is. Is this true? Is this not? This has been years, hasn't it? And every, now you, you want me to go into the things I believe and don't believe anymore. I'm not. I don't have to do that. But where I do have to live is a place, not to where I say a, an open box of beliefs, but where I don't box God in. And I allow a present relationship with a God who has always been to inform me. The Lord spoke to me and said, Ask of me and I will show you great. Now, I'm going to say the Lord spoke to me a lot. And some of you may be going, how does the Lord speak to her that much? Just listen. I'm just listening. He talks to me. I mean, I told you. I mean, Mike talks to me too. I mean, it's like a relationship. I mean, this is not some, Mike, guess what, y'all? Tommy, Mike spoke to me this week. <laughs> <laughs> you 
Cool, baby. Yeah, cool. <laughs> See, it's the same way. But when we say, we pray and talk to God, but when we say, God speaks to us, we're like, they're crazy. Woo! You know, I expect, I talk to God, He talks to me. He said this, Andrea. He said, Ask of me. I was getting in my car one Sunday morning. He just spoke, Ask of me, and I'll show you great and mighty things that you know that thou knowest not. And I was like, I, when, it was kind of like out of the blue. So for some reason, when God speaks to me like that, I look up as though it's not in me. You know, you probably would do it too. You know, you know what I mean? It's just I, perce- I, I went, okay. I opened the door and I got in. I grabbed the steering wheel and I started it and I said, Lord, I'll, I don't even know what to ask. So, Lord, show me what you want to. And it was just the other day sitting in my office. This is years. See, this is how long these things go. I'm sitting in my office. And the Lord speaks that again to me. Ask of me, and I will show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. And all of a sudden, there was revelation on thou knowest not. I've never seen that scripture in light of thou knowest not. In other words, you don't know, dummy. I've never considered, I don't know it all. We have any know it alls in the room? See, we got know it all. People who know that, it's a <laughs> people, people, this is the most dangerous kind of person you can be. A know it all who doesn't know you're a know it all. I'm just going to give you a secret. Everybody else knows you are. When you're a know it all that knows you're a know it all, you can edit yourself. That's true. You need to be aware of it. Because when you're being a know-it-all, you need to feel that look. I luckily had an older brother who helped shape that in me. (laughs) Shut up, (laughs) (laughs) know-it-all. So my son, he's 19, almost 20, he too is a know-it-all. Loves to learn, hates to be taught. A know-it-all. And so for years, I have helped him. Not shut up, stupid, but the way that I think it should be done. Jacob, realize you are a know-it-all like your mother. And you need to know you're a know-it-all. Because know-it-alls are not teachable. So ask of me, and I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know. The Lord just moved me to a don't know category and I never saw it before because all I ever focused on was the great and mighty. Right. You know it all's like me? God's going to show me great and mighty things. And so the Lord told me, he said, you're going to have to be a novice. You're going to have to be unskilled. You're going to have to be a dummy somewhere or you're not going to be subject to being taught. Now, some of you are like, yeah, I just feel a dummy. I'm a dummy all the time. <laughs> well, we all are. But then sometimes, even in our dummyhood, we can't be taught. Our dummyhood is like somehow a brand. You know what I mean? We're, we are, we're so rigid in our, in, our, in our know-it-all-ism, which is no-nothingism, that we still won't let anything. Am I making sense to you? You've got to be teachable. And the Lord has used you. It's taken years, guys. It's taken years for him to bring revelation to me. And I, I, I am now discovering that there's probably, I know maybe 
nothing. And so I'm just starting to wonder. All, and you know what? Many of my greatest revelations have come to me in a time that I didn't even perceive that I knew anything. When I was like, you know, just starting out teaching and the Lord would just show me things. And then I would look back somewhere along my journey when I actually started to begin to know stuff. And I would look back at that version of myself and go, what a dummy she was. Only to come back around full circle and discover I knew more then than I knew then. That I was way more not because God was revealing himself to me. And I was like a child and I didn't even know what I knew. But I knew what I knew because God just put it in me. I didn't know all the workings of it. I just knew the one who held the world in his hands. My prayer as a child, I stumbled on it when I was a child. When I literally knew nothing. I would pray. God, I don't know how you do what you do, but do what you do. And that prayer has broken more strongholds in my life than my great theology. It has done more to move me toward the miraculous than has my understanding of doctrine and theology and philosophy and history. God, as a a 12-year-old girl saying, God, I don't know how you do what you do, but do what you do. I don't know how you're going to take a drug addict, alcoholic, abusive father and turn him into anything. I don't know how you do what you do, but do what you do. And I have seen God do what he does over and over and over again. Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, he doesn't grow weary. He is not faint. His understanding is unsearchable. What was it last Sunday morning? That eagle message that Mike preached. He said something in there and they were put together and now he's gone. When he left, it was so much like, I just want to go get up and grab the microphone from him. See how, you know, give me, you know, if I really wanted to. He was talking about the eagle being stirred. How many eagles we got in the room? You should all be raising your hand. You say, I don't feel like an eagle. Don't care. I don't care. What is it? That's right. I don't care. I don't care you don't feel like an eagle. You're made in his image. You can't help but be an eagle. See, the lie is that you don't feel that way and you're letting your feelings run the show. I want your knowing to run the show. And then your showing will begin to follow your knowing. And so Mike said about the eagle being the mother eagle stirring the nest. And he said this. He said, "Where where did the eagle get its wings? Dollar store? Did he earn it through some performance in eagle school? Where did the eagle get his feathers? From his image bearer? Who just passed to him? And the Lord spoke to me something. See, that's with all of us. You're not earning this. But you are learning it. See, you're not earning it. 
See, where's the disparity? Where's the disparity, Andrea? Why are some people, you know, you're up there like a cheerleader for heaven, and I'm over here like a, you know, a, a poster child for I'm just trying not to go to hell. How many of y'all, you know what I mean? I know I'm saved, but I don't feel nothing good about what I feel inside. Why? What? What's, you've got some sort of a, and I've got some sort of wah, wah, wah. Am I, am I talking to real people? And we've all experienced both, right? What, what is it? What is it? What is it? See, it's you're not owning anything. I didn't go through some variation of training and I, I earned this because I got this and that and the other and I spent 12,000 hours in prayer and 24,000 hours in reading. And please, I have nothing against prayer and reading. It will only help you. But I did nothing, nothing. I didn't earn anything. I didn't earn my wings. I didn't earn my feathers. I didn't earn my form. I am made in his image. And so what he's come to reveal, folks, is his image. He's not the example for us. He's the example of us. I'm not earning it, but I am learning it. It's like beating it in to a head that has been so misshapen by my heritage, my history, and my habits that I, I just, it's like I just don't get it. But I feel this way. And it just keeps stirring the nest. And it just keeps stirring. I want you to discover who you are. This is what I've done. Not just for you. If we leave it at what Christ has just done for us, and we all get to go to heaven when we die. Congratulations. You can live a hell on earth now and hopefully go to heaven when you die. That's what he's done for you. If you want to full stop it there, then we can stop it there, but I don't want to park the train there, do you? It might be good. It might be bad. Some people get it better than you, and they get good stuff, but some people get it worse, and, and it's just a luck of the draw, sweetheart. That's what he's done for us. But then, we move a little further. Let's take that train, and let's move it just... Let's move in the station of what he's done with us. But there's a, I thought it was just four. Just cross, he died, he rose again, four, done. Full stop. Now I live out and one day when I take my last breath of this anxious life on earth, I'll just go into heaven. And then see, I won't get there. Don't do it, Andrea. Okay. So now is what he's done for. Ephesians says that we have been seated with Christ in heavenly places. So, here's, this, here's how it goes. You're saying these prepositions, well, they matter. It's semantics. No, it's not. It has everything to do with it. When I would clean the house as a child, my dad would come home. I was a house cleaner now. I clean. I would, I did, my mother was cluttered. She did outside stuff. She'd mow the yard, but she wouldn't clean a house. I was a cleaner. And so I did not like clutter even as a child. So everything that was laying out, I put it somewhere, wherever I deem necessary. Might be the trash, could be somewhere. So when my dad would come in, he would say, after I've cleaned the house, I mean, the house looked good. He'd say, always this. He'd say, Tommy, he'd say this. He'd say, Andrea, what did you do with my glasses? What did you do with my wallet? What did you do with my crack pipe? No, just kidding. No, I'm really not. <laughs> what did you do with it? What is he asking me? 
Is he asking me what I did for it? He said, where did you place it? We are seated with Jesus in heavenly places. He is the second Adam. The old Adam is in the grave. The new Adam, the final Adam, has been resurrected to the right hand of the Father. And now where am I? I am seated with him. I'm all, I'm there. He's the head. I'm the body. I'm there. But then it moves a little further. So we stay there, and now we're all like, Woo! It's a But then we still have this disparity of inside of us. See what I mean? We've got, see, it's still kind of head knowledge, isn't it? That's great. I see that. That's good. We're still kind of looking at it going, Hmm. Nice. Window shopping, as it were. Look at my girl. Cool promise. Still feel like crap here, though. <laughs> now we move the train. Boop. For, with, in. What? In me? In. I got to go away, y'all. Jesus, last conversation. I got to go away. But if I go, I'm going to go. I, you know the way. If I go, I'm going to go. And I'm going to prepare a way so that where I am, there you may be also. That's with again, right? So he's saying, I got to go. He said, wait, 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 wait. In my Father's house are new dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go there. I go there to prepare a place for you. What are you talking about? Yeah, one day, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory, but now it's really bad. That's the part of the song we don't sing, but it's parenthetical. See, he's done this. And that's not talking. That's not an eschatological scripture of the Lord's return. If we want to talk that, we can use it somewhere else. He's saying, that is right now. That's a right now scripture. He's saying, I'm not going to prepare you a mansion on the hillside. One day when it's built, I'll give you your wings and you'll be an angel and fly away. No, that's not what he's saying. He's saying, I am going to build a place in me that's going to be in you. That when I go build it, it's going to be ready. The sin debt's going to be taken care of. The right standing issue between you and the Father, you are completely compatible with the Father. And all that distance, remember, all the distance is going to be removed. And now this work's going to be set up in you. The fullness of the Godhead bodily is complete in Him. And where are you, pray tell? John 17 says, I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, and you are in me, and we are in the Father. And this is all, the kingdom of God is not with observation, it is. Where's that? Within you. This is what's going on in us. He's reconciling us from the inside out, not from the outside in. We are being reconciled in our mind, our will, our emotions, our inner space, our mind. And then, it doesn't even stop there. The Lord set me on the trajectory to wonder where healings and miracles gone. He said, I can't even answer that question without answering a whole lot more.
because not until you know what I've done for you and with you and what I've done in you, then what's the next step? What I'm going to do through you. And out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. If you would have asked me, I would have given you a well in you springing up. It's time to go. It's my last scripture. To everlasting life. Oh, please do tell me, where can I go? Get me this well that I don't have to ever come here and draw water anymore. I'm telling you, there's a well that you, you just got to surrender. You just got to take your faith. You're not going to get it by looking at what you see, taste, touch, feel, and hear. You're going to get it by taking that faith apparatus that is in you. It's in you because he didn't leave you without a measure of it. And reaching to the unseen and saying, God, I hear what she's saying and I want that. And he said, about time. Come on in. Let the pup tent fly away because every version of distance has officially been canceled in Jesus' name.